Welcome to Lou Marks the Spot, brought to you by yours truly, Lou Marks, bringing sanity and common sense back to America. Today let's talk about Joe Biden and Afghanistan, the two great disasters. Biden's statement washing his hands of Afghanistan deserves to go down as one of the most disgraceful, cold, and shameful statements in history by a commander-in-chief at such a moment of American retreat. As the Taliban closed in on Kabul, Mr. Biden sent a confirmation of U.S. abandonment that absolved himself supposedly of responsibility, deflected blame to his predecessor, and more or less invited the Taliban to take over the country, which it now has. With that statement of capitulation, the Afghan military's last resistance collapsed. Taliban fighters captured Kabul, and President Ashraf Ghani fled the country while the U.S. frantically tried to evacuate Americans. The jihadists the U.S. toppled 20 years ago for sheltering Osama bin Laden will now fly their flag over the U.S. Embassy building on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Biden is a disgrace. Biden's Saturday self-justification exemplifies his righteous dishonesty. In the span of just a few weeks, this president has done the hard work of our troops over 20 years. He has allowed the same Islamic extremists who harbored Osama bin Laden to take back a country we vowed never to let fall into those hands again. Biden pulled out military, left billions of dollars of weapons to the terrorists, surrendered strategic air bases for no reason, and stranded thousands of American citizens allied citizens and military, and tens of thousands of, thousands of Afghanis. Britain, Australia, and England, to name a few, had to go in and save their own, as Biden would not. They then condemned Biden and America. A 10-year-old child playing military games on a computer knows better how to do this. The horror that will be inflicted on our allies, as well as our citizens, and as well as the reversal of progress we have made for women there, are due to this feckless leader. Biden's own military advisors told him that with a contingent of several thousand soldiers, we could assist the Afghan government in holding the Taliban to a standstill until a true settlement could be reached. Instead, Biden chose his Saigon moment, and no one will ever forget or forgive this disgrace. We have now told our adversaries that we will not finish a fight, not help them, and which is what Bin Laden banked on when he arranged the 9-11 attacks. If Biden decided to do this precipitous withdrawal on plan, irresponsible and stupidly and chaotically executed by taking advice from General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, then Biden and Mr. Milley need to resign immediately. Mr. Biden did this by overruling General Milley and refused to take his advice not to do it, and Biden and General Miley need to resign immediately again. President Biden has made a cold-blooded calculation that cutting off Afghanistan and abandoning his people will play well at the midterm elections. It's a bad reason, and that a weary American public will reward him for washing his hands of the war. The president has made another foolish, stupid, ignorant miscalculation. People are fickle and not stupid, and often turn their noses up at what you give them. People may have claimed in isolation that they want to pull out, but when they understand the consequences, the chaos, and slaughter of reprisals to innocent people, and responsibility for it is laid at their own feet as American citizens, 
reaction will not be enthusiasm, but horror and disgust. Less than 24 hours after the Taliban sacked Afghanistan's capital city of Kabul, and a little more than a week after the militant groups began a lightning offensive against regional capitals, President Joe Biden has yet to offer an explanation for why his administration failed to anticipate an outcome that military and intelligence officials have predicted for years. It's obvious to anyone, laymen, children, anyone, anybody. Instead, in his first public comments since the Taliban seized full control of the country, Biden delivered a defiant 19-minute speech in which he disgustingly blamed the Afghan military. Afghan leadership and the Trump administration for the humanitarian disaster now playing out. I stand squarely behind my decision, he said. Bad decision, Joe, as usual. It was not the choice to pull out of Afghanistan that critics have seized on. It's a good choice. But after nearly 20 years of fighting across four presidential administrations without a winnable endgame in sight, Biden's determination to wind down the U.S. role in Afghanistan was not the reason he finds himself facing the biggest foreign policy crisis and disaster of his presidency and maybe of any president in American history. Polls show that most Americans agree with the decision to pull troops out, though, but not how he pulled them out. Biden ran on the policy, which was set into motion by his predecessor, President Trump. It was the way in which the Biden administration conducted a withdrawal five months in the making that appears an inexplicable and pure insanity now in hindsight. Deciding to remove U.S. forces, aircraft, and heavy weapons, then close the constellation of airfields and bases that were secure, that could have helped to secure the country, before finally evacuating at-risk civilians and allies and Afghanis has proved a disastrous strategy. The move has left most people in Washington scratching their heads, most American people as well. How did an administration led by a president with deep foreign policy experience misjudge the situation so badly? He's been wrong on every foreign policy decision in 40 plus years of his political career. This is the most damaging thing that has happened to his presidency says Martha Kumar, director of the nonpartisan White House Transition Project, who noted the methodical way Biden has conducted himself in his first seven months on the job. Then all of a sudden you have this catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, and you wonder how, in the context of a presidency that has been so well thought out from the beginning by some people, that this catastrophic end to our presence in Afghanistan could have occurred. In the hours before Biden returned from Camp David on his little vacation to speak at the White House, images emerged on social media and television, depicting desperate crowds of people packed on the tarmac of the Kabul airport, which has become the sole means of escape since the Taliban circled the capital and cut off routes in and out of the city. Dozens of Afghans could be seen clinging to the undercarriage a hulking U.S. military C-17 cargo jet as it lumbered down the runway. Another video showed gruesome footage of persons falling from a plane as it took off. They were so desperate to get out. Amid the chaos, U.S. troops shot and killed two gunmen in separate incidents at the airport, according to the Pentagon. All flights had to be halted until the U.S. and Turkish troops cleared the crowds to take off to resume. Meanwhile, U.S. diplomats hurried to secure deals with third countries. The 
take fleeing Afghan interpreters and allies so that the State Department could process their visas. But their processing and vetting process is not very good. They've already caught some people on the terrorist watch list and one known terrorist. Yet Biden did not acknowledge any of these heart-wrenching scenes. He chose instead to explain why he made his decision to wind down America's longest war, a policy that the last three presidents have run on and won. While Biden did acknowledge the collapse of Afghanistan's government occurred more quickly than his government had anticipated, he failed to explain how just five weeks ago he had stood in the very same room in the White House and confidently predicted the unlikelihood of a Taliban takeover. Joe's wrong again. Forty-something years wrong on every piece of foreign policy. The Taliban's rapid and decisive victory over Afghan forces was the fault of Afghans themselves, Biden said. We could not provide them with the will to fight for their future, he said. Americans cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in war that Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves, he said as well. He did not mention that those forces were reportedly going unpaid and were hamstrung by the absence of American troops, aircraft, and heavy weapons from strategic locations they had occupied for nearly two decades. Joe, you're disgusting. The president also said he was bound by the Trump administration's badly negotiated peace deal with the Taliban, which set a timetable ta for withdrawal after May 1. It was only a cold reality of either following through on the agreement to withdraw forces, Biden said, or escalating the conflict and sending thousands of more American troops back into combat in Afghanistan, lurching into the third decade of conflict. This is a lie, because Biden already had altered the terms of that deal, deciding that all American allied forces should withdraw from Afghanistan by September 11, the fateful date which led to the U.S. invasion almost 20 years ago. So he's a liar as well as usual. Everything he says is a lie. Everything his press secretary says is a lie. Everything his cabinet members say is a lie. Long before the official withdrawal date of the United States from Afghanistan of August 31st, the Taliban sat in the presidential palace in Kabul knowing their rapid advances in the rest of the country, effectively now in control, as being ousted by U.S. forces in 2001. And now the U.S. government has to deal with and beg for help from the terrorist Taliban group. Conservative media, as well as left-leaning critics in the U.S., have taken aim at the abruptness of the U.S. withdrawal announced by President Joe Biden and what they call poor execution of the end to a 20-year war which cost the country Two trillion dollars. Two trillion dollars. It's an unbelievable figure. Twenty years, two trillion dollars, and nearly two and a half thousand U.S. lives. Republican rivals predictably attacked Biden, but he also faced the most critical coverage of his presidency with television networks showing images of Afghanistan's collapse, which is the fake news media is now reporting honestly for a while with his remarks a little more than a month ago that the Taliban are running everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. The words that Biden used to describe the Delta variant, he said a largely preventable tragedy will go, get worse before it gets better. Now applied to his handling of Afghanistan as well. Former Defense Secretary Robert Gates once said that Biden has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades, over 40 years. He has certainly been calamitously, tragically wrong about Afghanistan, and stupidly.
Biden cannot claim ignorance of what was to come. He was amply warned by the U.S. intelligence community, by every intelligence agency. Withdrawing our troops from Afghanistan is not wrong. It's long overdue. In 2014, after 13 years, we ended our combat mission. Should have ended years earlier, after we defeated the Taliban elements that harbored those responsible for 9-11. After years of arrogant nation-building efforts, President Trump's 2020 ceasefire agreement with Taliban finally set the right and true good course. We've lost thousands of American lives and spent nearly $200 billion helping the Afghan government build an army to defend their country against the Taliban. Now's the time for the Afghan army to do just that. Yet the Biden administration's disorganized withdrawal is an affront to our sacrifices and intelligence as a military and as a nation. Last Friday in the middle of the night, Barbara Mayfield, a major strategic fairfield that could easily be defended, was evacuated without notifying the base's new Afghan commander even. No notice was given. Biden cut the electricity plunging the complex that once housed 100,000 U.S. troops into darkness. As the sun rose, the Afghan army became aware of what was going on. They arrived to find looters ransacking buildings. Most amazing of all, the Biden administration's evacuation plan left behind weapons, ammunition, thousands of trucks and vans, and hundreds of armored vehicles and Apache helicopters. A picture from the abandoned airbase shows about a dozen armored Humvees the Afghan army was able to hold on to. That's it. The Biden administration did not try. Their reckless maturity from the background is an incredible and competent error of commitment and judgment. Bagram is about 400 miles west of China, about 500 miles east of Iran. A strategic asset easily defended to help control a country that should have been passed to the Afghan government with care. Instead, the Biden administration abandoned Bagram in the middle of the night, ran like cowards, with no coordination, no warning, and no effort. Worst of all, our abrupt departure did real damage to the Afghan army's chances of success. The equipment, vehicles, arms, and ammunition left behind have now been looted and belong to the Taliban. Not the Afghan army, the Taliban terrorists have all our weapons, strengthening an enemy that enthusiastically supports terrorism. What we tried to accomplish as a nation, with so many fourth war was damaged by the United administration's negligence doesn't get more idiotic. The Taliban has to make an assessment about what they want their role to be in the international community, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said with a straight face on Wednesday. They have to decide. We're letting terrorists decide now. Biden is run by terrorists. He's run by China. He's run by Russia. He's run by big corporations. He's run by high-tech media. Biden's bought and sold and paid for. Biden says he trusts the Taliban. Can you believe this? Gave them the names and information of Americans and Afghani sympathizers stranded in Afghanistan and Afghans translators and allowed the Taliban to supposedly secure the airport perimeter. These people will be slaughtered. And then a suicide bomber attacked and two explosions were made at a Kabul airport, killing 13 American soldiers and dozens of Afghanis. All their blood is on your hands, Joe. Now he says more terrorist attacks are expected. Of course they will be. Oh, 
and the State Department have sent diplomats to press the Taliban to stop their military offensive and negotiate a political settlement, which is the only path to stability and development in Afghanistan. In other words, beg the Taliban terrorists to let us get our people out. They're also begging to have the U.S. Embassy in Kabul left alone, warning that future U.S. aid is at risk and so effectively promising that we'll eventually actually subsidize these barbarians. Hello. The Taliban have never given a damn about world opinion of stability or development. They were a global pariah when they ruled Afghanistan in the 90s, ignoring the handwriting on the wall. As they crushed the country's women, destroyed those 15-year-old Buddhist statues, and hosted the Al-Qaeda plotters of 9-11. They haven't changed a whit since, blowing off all diplomatic efforts the last 20 years to get them to abandon their drive to re reconquer the country. That's all they want. These are fanatics out of the 10th century, barbarians. They're turning girls as young as 12 into sex slaves as they advance, raping women, stoning women, shooting people, torturing people, maiming people. The Afghan army, meanwhile, is showing all the fortitude of the Iraqi forces who melted before ISIS in 2014. Provincial capitals are falling every day with Herat and Ghazni now gone. Now it's the race to Kabul, where Uncle Sam is desperately rushing to airlift out all of America in a replay of the 1975 fall of Saigon. Only a few days to go or less. The White House can pretend that diplomacy might somehow save the Afghan government, but its real sentiments rest in President Biden's words while campaigning last year when he said he'd have zero responsibility for what happened after he pulled U.S. troops out. He has blood on his hands, he's trying to wash him, but the blood is stained, Joe. It's not going to come out. He'll go down in history as blood on your hands. We didn't disagree with Biden's move to remove the last U.S. ground forces, just as Donald Trump promised as well when he was in office. That's plainly what most Americans wanted to, Afghanistan to become an endless war. But any pullout had to have a plan, and a sane, intelligent, smart plan. Not an utterly disastrous, stupid, ignorant, moronic cut-and-run plan with virtually no provision for the Afghans or citizens, Americans, allies who worked with us all these years. The Army of the Republic of South Vietnam fought off of an invasion in 1972 with the help of massive U.S. air power. 1975 was a disaster because anti-war liberals in Congress prevented more airstrikes. The same thing is happening now in Afghanistan. Adela Raz, the Afghan ambassador to the United States, is perfectly right to complain that current U.S. air support is extremely limited or zero. Nothing forced Biden to go soft there. It was his own choice again. Another mistake. Disastrous one. But the president said Tuesday he does not regret his decisions. More people died. Now he is dealing with and begging terrorists to act civilized. I said, what a joke. They say they've extracted 100,000 people. Where are they? I don't believe it. I don't believe the lies. Show us, tell us how many American citizens are left. The allies were left 
to take out their own people. America didn't do it, Biden didn't do it. Give us the numbers on how many Afghan sympathizers and helpers are still in Afghan. They won't be accurate. U.S. presidents have been making mistakes on Afghanistan for two decades, but this route, this insanity, this madness, this chaos, and this bloodshed is all on Joe Biden. Biden should launch an investigation, but he won't. The American people deserve to know why this mistake happened. We should hold our leaders accountable. In today's complex world, we need to learn from our mistakes. Anything less than trying to understand how this happened and addressing our leaders' failures would betray not only the Afghans' trust, but the trust of the American people. The generals, Secretary of State, Pelosi, cabinet officials, and Biden himself need to resign now and be court-martialed.